You're listening to the Coach T Podcast, hosted by my dad. Welcome to another edition of the Coach T Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Thomas, and I have for you today a great man and an even better father, the Olivet Head Coach College, Mr. Brandon Breeset. Brandon, how are you doing today? Doing great, Isaiah. Doing great. Happy to be here. Glad you're doing that. Awesome. Thank you. Well, Brandon and I kind of go a little bit way back. When I first started coaching at uh, Western as an assistant coach, Brandon would be at uh, the state tournaments. And uh, I always wanted to, if I ever had an opportunity to run a camp at Western, I always wanted to get Brandon. And he was so happy to oblige and did, I believe, four of our five champ camps there. And I think uh, that's right. Yep. Yeah. And did a tremendous job um, instructing the athletes and, and really coming back to his alma mater, which was Bay City Western. Mm-hmm. And uh, through the years, we have we have talked and had great conversation, broke bread and, and talked about life and wrestling and family and all that. So I'm really excited to have you on the show today. I'm excited. I, I've liked uh, I've liked listening to some of them and uh, your variety of guests. I, you know, they're both people that I know from the area I grew up and, and also people I know from uh, you've had quite a few Olivet alumni that I know well on there. And, you know, so it's, it's been fun, it's been fun for me to, uh, to listen to some of these and I'm definitely honored to be here today. Awesome. Well, let's start off with how did you get involved in the sport of wrestling? Coach's son, man. Oh, it goes back to <laughs> Steve-O the Thebo here, Steve Brissett. Uh, he, uh, you know, my dad started the program at Essexville Garber when he became a teacher there. Um, he, uh, they didn't have wrestling. So he, he began that program and, uh, you know, he ran it for 25, 27 years, somewhere around there. And, uh, so like, obviously from the time I was little, even though I, you know, he didn't wrestle at two and three, but he, you know, there's pictures and stuff, him dragging me out to the mats and all this kind of thing. And, you know, we were just always around the sport. My dad had wrestled for handy and, and, and this one and, and a little bit at uh, his two years at the junior college Delta before the draft of the program. And he loved it and he wanted that to be an opportunity. And so he started it and I was just around it. And uh, I started my, my youth wrestling over in McKenzie gymnasium, McKenzie elementary gymnasium, which is where the, <laughs> the Bay County wrestling club uh, practiced and they were a birthplace for a lot of the clubs in the area before they all kind of split out. Um, you know, like when clubs covered a much wider area, we had been conning Saginaw, you know, Essexville, all the different, all the different local places. We had kids coming in, even camp bell coming all the way out from, I can't remember a uh, circuit, the not mile, but Maybe it was, but I don't know. Uh, uh, he was out, out of ways, and so it was cool. My dad was one of those coaches with uh, Coach Beaver and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Coach Bishop, not 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 Matt, but his dad, or, <laughs> you know, and uh, and uh, it was it was awesome. I mean, uh, Gary Gary Ross and just tons of guys, the Fraggles, and just I mean, there was so many coaches. I, I can't even, you know, Mr. Grant was out there coaching uh, Tony's dad, and. Uh-huh. and you know, it was it was awesome, and that's how I got my start in that. And then uh, I ended up uh, continuing through. I wrestled uh, 
wrestled for uh, because school of choice became a thing when I was in junior high. And my, I lived in the basic Western district, but my dad was obviously a teacher coach at Esfield. My uh, seventh grade, I spent over there, and we, my dad had started the Essexville Sharks, a break off over there, because he they wanted to offer a club, youth club that was right in Essexville. So I was a part of that, going there. But after uh, after a year, honestly, I just I just wanted to be with you know I loved my wrestling friends and they were my wrestling friends, but I wanted to be in the same uh, school as is my. Uh, you know, my friends from the neighborhood and stuff like that. So right. eighth grade, I was back in AC Western district and ended up wrestling there. And that's how that's, that's kind of my journey through high school and stuff. So to high school. Yeah. Uh-huh. So at the time when you came over to Western, who were your coaches at the time? So, well, when I first, I was always like a team manager ever since I got in sixth grade and I did it two years for Western and one year up at, um, at Essexville and where I would, I literally would bring, I mean, I did for my dad all the time, but I carry water and all this stuff and travel <laughs> and do some things like my parents would do. My mom used to be the one because my dad, be, you know, taking his team competing, they travel me. But uh, so Hoffman was there when I was in junior high. He actually retired going into my ninth grade year. Um, Coach Olson, Tom Olson was the assistant. And so was Joe LaFromboise. And of course, uh, you know, we always had different assistants rotate through. We had the Blanos. Uh, I think both of them were assistant at one time. Um, Matt Bishop became my, uh, our assistant my junior year. Uh, oh, Mark Nuremberg was was there, and Tom had just taken over as the head coach going in my ninth grade year. So Tom yeah. Tom's first year was my ninth grade year. Okay, so so you had some pretty good coaches in high school, and and at that time. Uh, basically, Western was uh, going into your freshman year. They just came off of a runner-up finish in '96 to one of the best teams um, Holt had produced. Um, I'm a Lansing area guy, and it's you know I, I, I've talked pretty fondly about the late great uh, Rocky Shaft that passed away. Uh, really, yep. how he he's yep. been uh, a mentor to me, a mentor to others. Um, yeah, and good man. Good, good, good man. great man. Great family. So, um, uh, pigback off that. So you're at Western, like, did you feel like the expectations were extremely high for you to have a successful high school career, not only as an individual, but as a team? Uh, y- yes. I mean, when you got to Western, it was expected, like we expected to get to the state tournament. Cause, um, I mean, if you look at it close, like, it's funny, like you talk about those years, maybe the best team that they ever had in 94. Five lost to Flint Northern, yeah, and that was the year that they thought they could win the 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 whole thing. And Flint Northern went out to win the whole thing. Then it was my 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 uh, seventh grade year that they were the they were the runner ups. And then uh, I believe no, maybe it was my eighth grade year. You're, you're right because ninety seven. And uh, so I mean they were always good. And you know there was a year they didn't make it to the states there when Northern beat them at regional, but that, you know, the goal was always to be out there and competing for a, uh, a championship or a, a trophy or whatever. And it definitely was for myself. I think the expectation was just uh, like, I didn't even know what weight I was like. It wasn't like they had talked to me about, you're going to be this weight before the first day of practice or anything like that. Uh, I had to beat out a senior for the spot. Um, 
Jeremy, oh my goodness, it's been so long. But uh, uh, yeah, I had to, I had to be a senior for the spot, and you know, I just, you know, and I, I just did it. You know, like I just went up there and wrestled. And because uh, the truth is, I I can say one thing about my story. I wasn't very good for a coach's. Well, not even that coach's sons have to be good, but I could still wrestle novice tournaments until sixth grade because I had never placed in a regular tournament. Really. Oh yeah. From five until 12. I don't think I, I had some third place medals that were in those novice tournaments, but um, I can remember, Oh, I remember my dad, we were at the regional championships in sixth grade. And I was sad because the one thing my dad didn't do, and I know some coaches would and some coaches wouldn't. I think it's about knowing your son. He was great with me is that never went, you know, you take your, some people take their son to the end of, for the individual state tournament to watch it if they don't qualify. Yeah. I would rarely, rarely go. Um, I, I, if I did go, I can't remember back when I was young. You know, like, if I didn't qualify, I was, hey, go and start working out classes or whatever it may be. And uh, and that's what it was. And I, I remember in sixth grade, I asked my dad, I was like, I forget to go to the state tournament. He's like, he barely talked about it a few times. He's like, uh, you, you know, you just want to bad enough, it'll show you, it'll show it in your matches. And I was one of those kids that, because I'd wrestled so long, that day, I, by referee's decision, because that's what they did back then, I lost by in, in third and fourth. I beat like two guys that never. Nope. Brandon, you there? Hello, I lost you. And it, it timed out a second there. I, okay. but, uh, I, uh, but yeah, so I, I beat a couple guys I'd never beat before that day. Tournament. Where did I cut off at anyway? Uh, you're talking about you lost by referee's decision, and yeah. back then it was if it was tied after overtime, it was referee's decision. Yeah, and they they probably made the right choice, but I, that was the match to go to states, and literally I you know. I, that was the most successful day I think I ever had. And as I was fourth in the region there, and then the next year I I, I made it to my uh, MW or my way or no MWA state. We call it Southern states. There was always Southern and Northern. I mm. made it to, which was Nemwa. I made it to to both state tournaments and placed at Nemwa and didn't place at the youth. And then eighth grade year I I won the one and placed in the other. But I'll tell you what was funny is that you know my. My dad just said, "Hey, when you want to do it," and I just started wrestling the whole the whole periods. Like I was just wrestling. But you know what's funny is I tell I tell even some coaches this in high school and junior high. I say like, so I was around the practices, and I don't think I was that big of a pain in the butt in practice. But you know, you have to ask my dad or whatever. And I was <laughs> there, but I wasn't really an aggressive kid, and I I had fun. I my favorite thing about the tournaments was playing tag underneath the bleachers and reading books like <laughs> like between matches uh, but it's funny that like literally the day that he said as soon as you walk through this and you're going to show that through wrestling every second the day that i mentally matured enough to say yeah that is what i want i want i want success in in this part of that sport all the tools were there. I just started beating guys. Like I, I had technique. I had all this, and you know, I, and it's funny. I give my dad a lot of credit for not burning me out. Um, where 
you know, when I, when I lost, I went to other sports. When I was done with my season, I went to other sports because it's hard when you start somebody at five. Right. And yeah. he didn't, he didn't push me. Like I never really knew that it was a failure not to make it to States. Mm-hmm. I never really knew that. Like yeah. if, just, if I didn't make it, Hey, I didn't go. And we go and move on to something else. And then the moment that I like, I was like, for me, I started putting importance to it. Like he was like, yeah, this is what you need to do. And all the skills were there. I think we worry about if, if the, the a mental side isn't there, that they're not a killer mm-hmm. at such and such ages. Well, no, if they got the skills at such and such ages, the, the emotional and mental development my dad did the things were like hey if we sign up for something we're gonna go we never miss things you know whatever it was like if we were gonna do it we were gonna do it It, you know you're still learning those hey we're at practice we're gonna find a find a good partner who do you want to work out with and we talk about different partners going in but it was never about like developing like a certain uh you know we didn't even set goals in the same way just like like that so it was interesting so if you guys have that timid kid out there, you know, whatever. Dude, I tell you, once they snap, they make a big difference, a big oh, difference, yeah. you know, and uh, the, all the skills will be there. Just know that they're having fun and and you're also, uh, you know, telling them the right things. When they <laughs> make that choice to be good, all yeah. that work that you did kind of comes to fruition, you know. Right, so, right. And but, every kid's mature at a different rate. You know, that mental side, like you said, once it's once it's there, once it comes into play, like they work harder in practice, they want to be the best, and you're not really pushing them as much as you're giving them opportunities that they want to do to get better. Well, so, I'm, I'm so glad he did it that way because obviously 39 years now and I'm still coaching and out on the mats and all this, and, you know, like some people, a lot of my friends didn't even wrestle in high school that I knew from youth, you know, some of them didn't didn't decide to do it anymore but uh so back to mm-hmm. western we got there we we wanted to be a top team in the state that was always i mean took fight first state championship and uh right. that part was expected the never give up mentality was big time expected and uh we definitely looked at ourselves as a as a grinder team i mean i can go into all that philosophy stuff that we always did but uh um but yeah it was it was expected it just for me personally it's funny, the first goal that I set, and I don't know why I did this. I, I'm, you know, I think I, it, it, when I, when I first had to decide between, because now in high school, I would set goals between setting the goal to be a state champion and setting the goal to be a college wrestler. I don't know why that came ahead. I set the goal, goal to be a college wrestler first. And then I set my goal to be a state champion next. And I think that helped me because I think that I didn't know at the time, like I didn't know for sure, you know, because I was just coming into my good, getting better in my career. I think I didn't know yet, like what it would take to be a state champion, but I kind of knew like there was a part of me, like, can you do it? But there was a part of me that knew different guys that had wrestled and got on that was like, hey, if I if I get good enough, though, I can continue to do something I love beyond my first four these four years. And right. then as I got better, then I set. So my my result goals came secondary in a way to my my goal to say, what can I do to get myself good enough to be able to keep doing this sport for longer, which was uh, 
interesting that and that was just something i did i don't know why but uh, <laughs> you know but uh so that was different for me that pressure was different for me i didn't really feel like the pressure individually to be a champ i just kind of found myself on the varsity team and like these seniors took me under their wing, Tony Grant. And like, after I won it, he's like, Hey, I'm going to drive you to school and practice and all this kind of stuff. And he's a great leader. I love, uh-huh. I mean, just great leader, you know? And, uh, uh, he, uh, yeah. So he did that. And, uh, you know, he was the one that took me under the wing that way. Cause he knew me from little kids. And, and I was just like, we'd show up and we had 11, we had 11 returning state qualifiers that freshman year. And the three weights that we didn't have one was three freshmen. Uh, Richie, Richie LeBron boys at 103, Mike Dore at 112, and myself at 135. And then these 11 last year state qualifiers, and uh, we ranked between number one and number three most of the year. And it was crazy. We just traveled, us three thrown in there, and it was kind of a fun year. Yeah, it sounds like a fun year. Um, so you go to high school, you're individually, you end up being a two-time state placer, right? Um, yeah, I went fifth and third my 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 sophomore and junior year. And then, unfortunately, I was undefeated my senior year and dislocated my elbow uh, right before districts. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> I've I've seen it before where where, where uh, athletes have had the, these injuries at the, towards the end of the season, and uh, you know, there's no quite way to um, like soften the blow. I mean, it must have really hurt. How were you able to change that, turn that, like, the heartbreak and the frustration over that into, I'm going to go wrestle in college and do even better? Um, yeah, I could, I could still remember this pretty well, the, the, the pathway there. One, my team was still in it. And I had seniors and juniors that I, you know, that we were all, we were always a, a close team. And, you know, I wanted to see in my buddy, my best friend, Tim Markle, who you've, uh, you, you know, Timmy. And, uh, oh, yeah. and he, uh, he dislocated, he's the one who dislocated my elbow. And he's, you know, I would tease him <laughs> because he comes to me, talk about like, art, like they won't let me look at it. I get to the hospital, they put it in and they tell us there's just no way to continue right now. It's going to have to be in this thing for so long. And, um, you know, and they got to make sure there's not, I'm going to get MRIs, make sure there's not structural damage, blah, blah, blah. And he's like promises me in the room, you know, that he's going to he's going to move to my weight class because he was the weight class below me, 140, and I was 145. He was mm-hmm. going to win the state title for me. And uh, and I was like, you know, to this day, what I like to tease is he was sick of cutting down to 140. <laughs> and it's funny. We, I mean, there are just so many little things like like he he. Uh, he lost to the same guy in the semis that I lost to the year before. Um, but, you know, just the way that that year played out, I, uh, you know, I would have liked to wrestle him. And then uh, Tim, the guy who gets through, Zolnai, who gets through from Holt, <laughs> Tim would beat, like, he he beat Roush, who Tim could never beat. And Tim would have been on the other side and would have had Zolnai, who he beat, like, twice that year, you know, like, he just mm-hmm. was the nemesis of him. So it's funny, we would have. You know, it would have been nice, but yeah, he needed he needed to go up, and ever since that day, he's been the biggest of all my friends. Anyway, you know, he's, yeah. the, he's the big guy. But um, but yeah, and then so I had my team, and I was there for them. I went and watched the individual tournament. Obviously, I went to districts, went to regionals for, 
for individuals and for teams. I was the leader. I mean, I just, I knew I was the leader. I knew that. And uh, so every day I literally, we brought a, I, or uh, one of the Airdyne bikes in the room and during every drill session and every um, live session, I, I hit a bike, you know, like I would stop when they were talking and then I would bike and stop when I was talking to the bike. And I, and I remember doing that just because I wanted, I was hoping this one cost us a chance to the state tournament. And luckily we pulled it off against Saginaw Heritage, who had a pretty good team that year. I think they qualified seven themselves to state and, uh, or yeah. six, something like that. But, uh, Mike Mays and that crew. And, um, but you know, I was there. I still want to be an example. We tried to sneak me on the mats when we got to team team states. Like I was down there with the team, but we were going to bump me up a weight. And we were we had just tied the score against Davison going into like 160. And I had the younger streeter who had always beat his older brother. And we tried going out there. And the brace that I had been moved to at that time, we wrapped it in tape. And my parents were going nuts. They did not want me to wrestle out there. <laughs> and uh, but the the ref looked at it and said that is that's not the right apparatus for like it's not the right kind of brace. It had like edges to it even when it was wrapped up and yeah. So that was kind of funny that we you know we did it more to scare them. I think yeah, that's what it yeah. was. We were trying to mentally get in their head. I was ready to wrestle, but I probably would have hurt myself pretty good. But you know whatever. But uh, that's how I came back is I just had to be there for the team and show an example. And um, I knew I was that and. You know, I think it went back to I was devastated that I didn't get a chance to fight for the state championship. And I went out there and I watched guys in different divisions that I beat who won some. I, I watched guys that, um, you know, compete. Uh, Tim losing a, a, a close match and, and come back and get third and watched uh, mm -hmm. all of my teammates place that year, which was awesome. Like Kellen said he was going to place. There was a lot of Teague and these mm -hmm. were freshmen. I believe both freshmen that year went out and placed. And so there was a lot of support from these guys and for these guys and, uh, and for me not being hurt. So that got me through it. But I think it went back to that. It's funny. I just had this other goal, which was, you know, no matter if I wanted or not, I was going to continue on. I think a lot of kids, and I know this to this day, cause I recruit them. They want to see the end of their career, how it goes. And depending on that, they make the decision to continue or not. And that happens a lot. I mean, a lot. Um, and it's different for the guys that probably got recruited during their sophomore and junior year. But but a lot of guys, they're waiting to, to see how their career rep wraps up to, for the success side to go on, which I understand. Mm -hmm. And for me, just from the beginning, it wasn't like that. So I like joined the track team my first year ever, right after wrestling season. I just went and said, hey, I'd like to run track. And I still had the brace on. And they said, well, what? what are you good at? And I said, slow. I run like a five, three 40, even though I'm 145 pounds. I was like five, two, five was maybe my fastest. I'm slow, but I go, but I'm, I'm in decent shape. And, uh, you know, so I ran track because I was like, wanted to be in shape for when I got to the college. Like that was right. just the thing for me. Like even that next step, I ran track to get in shape because I couldn't wrestle. I couldn't do anything. I wanted to do my rehab. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's how I got through is, I, immediately there was another goal immediately like i was trying to win the state championship and there's no question that was the focus i wasn't even thinking about college wrestling at the time but once that goal was gone i had this other goal that had already been there and it just immediately be there for the team and then replace with hey we still got some other things that we want to do and that's what i think kept me going
the yeah. line. It, that even kept me going when I got cut from University of Michigan State. Mm-hmm. So it, that's how I found my way into Division Three wrestling. So it, it sounds like your your story is a lot about perseverance uh, through adversity, which wrestling is that sport that kind of shapes you and um, kind of kind of reveals your character in the moment uh, of severest doubt. So uh, appreciate you sharing that. You go off to college, and, and you said you got cut from the Michigan team, but you ended up going to Wartburg College, was it? Yes, yes, it did. Wartburg yeah, College. And at that time, mm-hmm. you were part of a national championship team, right? Yep, yep. Um, Coach Olson, when uh, when when I found out, when I found out that uh, you know they had to let go, a couple more of us walked on. Uh, I started coaching at Ann Arbor Pioneer and I let my, cause I wanted to stay in the sport again and want to keep going. And, uh, my, I was, I was seeing coach Olson at tournaments and talking to him and he's like, Hey, I know a guy. And, uh, you know, his name is coach Miller. He's out at this Wartburg college in Iowa. He's a good guy. You know, you should go out and check him out. And so when school got both semesters there and then when school got done, I went down and took a summer and, uh, you know, I committed to him. I, I my assistant said they, uh, you know, maybe Coach Keller, that Coach Malchek was the other assistant at, at camp. But it's funny, up on campus, I remember they were walking us through a game, showing us stuff, and I, I don't even remember if I saw the wrestler. I, I must have, but I probably didn't. Lie. And I was like, I was like, wow, you guys just won, you know, a national champ. Years ago, and he's like, "Yeah, man, he's out Coach Miller. <laughs> you didn't know that?" I said, "No." I said, "You guys won like seven in a row of your conference championship, man. Come out here." And I said, "I said, Coach Coach Olson told me he's out." So I just came out. My coach recommended. I figured it was all right, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I just got out there randomly, and and then I so I did. I knew they were good, and I probably heard it, but it just didn't register to me in that right. composition. And we went second, first for my four years uh, that I was a part of the team. I, uh, some, I, I, I jokingly called myself the 11th. And unfortunately, <laughs> I had an injury my my senior year that kept – I mean, I, I, I wrestled, and I got my chance to compete for the spot, and uh, – but I, I tore my ACL. I tore my ACL. The only two major injuries I had were senior year of high school and senior year of college, and mm-hmm. I only had one loss at the time. And it changed. I'm a boot rider, and it changed my ability to knee slide very well. It just some people it doesn't hurt them that bad to put on the brace, and for me, mm-hmm. it just it changed a little bit of my 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 best wrestling style. Um, and I just had I had to figure out how to adapt to it, and there wasn't a ton of time left. But uh, yeah. but man, I had fun, and I was the eleventh All American because the the one year we had ten All American, and uh, uh, that was my junior year, junior or sophomore year. One of the years we were the first team after Minnesota and and NCAA to have ten All Americans, yeah. and a couple of the All Americans were also scholar All Americans, but I was the only non-starter who was a scholar All American. <laughs> there you go. The 11th All-American. Oh, Got him. That's always funny. It just cracks me up. So, yeah. But, but still, highly successful college career coming off of everything that, that happened with you. So, you transition out of it. 
college, and, and let me say this because this this person's been brought before, uh, Coach Klein, who I've only met one time, probably one of the sweetest people I've ever met in my life. Like if if you were to put a Mount Rushmore of like really like genuine good people, Klein's face would be plastered all over that mountain. Uh, uh, the one time I met him was at uh, summer camp at the Kevin Jackson camp of all places. Um, my 99 and I just remember just how nice he was and how how just he was so interested in you and, and talking to you and everything else and and also a person I was mentioned was coach Hibbs who had took taken over for coach Klein I hope I'm in the right realm of succession you, of coaches here so you you are um so I got to know Hibbs before I actually got to know Klein though mm-hmm Okay. Uh, so how did that go into, like, what made you think that, you know what, I really like this whole college thing. I want to be a college coach now. Coach Miller said to me, you know, he's the one who kind of pushed me into college coaching more to get a master's degree. Like, I, because I had good grades, he's like, hey, there's a school in Ohio that needs a GA, Heidelberg uh, University, and uh, you'll get your master's degree in education, or I had a couple other choices and uh, business and um, whatever else. And, uh, and so I was like, hey, uh, I'll take this opportunity. I thought it would be fun. I get to coach. Uh, again, I got hurt my senior year, so I get to get back in shape and and, and do some coaching, and, and I love it. So I just want to give a quick shout-out to them. I met Hibbs because he was the coach that was during his five years, my four years at Heidelberg. He was the head coach one year before I got to Heidelberg and then the next, the next four years. So when we were traveling around and we were always kind of – in a lot of this, they're in Ohio and, you know, mm-hmm. I see all vets here, but we were in a lot of same tournaments together and I got to know him and we had a lot of success. I, I loved my time at Heidelberg, you know, no, nowhere along the way, uh, whether it was Basie Western, whether it was University of Michigan, uh, whether it was Wartburg and, and Heidelberg, did I not make great friends through wrestling? And, and honestly, I, I believe all those programs uh, were very good for me and, and, did things for me that were well. And so big shout out to them. Uh, that's where I cut my teeth as a coach. We had uh, Jason Miller had most of this set up. He was the head coach at the time, head volleyball and head wrestling, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah. He still had volleyball at the college. He's since uh, um, one of the, one of the guys that I actually worked with out there, Tony Patrizzi took over as their head coach, but um, it was fun there. I cut my teeth and even though I, I give a lot, the credit's his, he set things up, but uh, we worked really well together and we ended up winning the first league championship of school history that first year that I was with them out of college. And then we, we won regular season or the final tournament or both the next three years in a row. So their first four ever league championships, uh, I was with them. And then hits, you know, he, he talked to me on a recruiting trip, I was out, we were both recruiting and he pulled me to the side and said, you know, he was going to be moving to a new position at the school and he brought me in. And then I met Klein and them once I got here. So that was kind of my story there, but uh, I'll tell you right now. So Hibbs is known all over the place because of his announcing and mm-hmm. uh, he works on uh, uh, a lot of the NCA boards. He's helped. He, he helped, he helped make sure Olivet didn't go away, which was awesome. Like when they, he was just a guy in the area who had wrestled D3. He was working, and, uh, you know, they, they announced we were the last NCAA team that was non-Division one in Michigan. 
And we have so many now and so many NAIs. And I really believe if Olivet would have went down, because you look at the states who lost all their teams in the small division, they don't tend to come back very well. And uh, and so, like, he went to this board meeting where they said they were going to decide if they were cutting this local Division three team. And he he said they they were like, all right, we're going to keep it for this year and give the seniors time. And then we'll probably end it at the end of the year. And uh, and their alumni said, no, we want this whole year to kind of put things together. And they said, all right, what well, you know, it gives them time, but we'll keep it. He goes, but we need a coach. And he put up his hand and said he'd do that. So he became the start of the resurgence of all of that uh, as their coach. And then uh, obviously he started the program up at Elma. And uh, as an AD, he started the program. He just got Hiram to bring back their their college program down in Ohio. So that's awesome. And then the first guy I meet when I obviously, you know, came down and, and all that stuff was Coach Klein. And it, it, he's he's just a genuine person who he can still remember. He's got a, a sharp mind. Uh, he's a he's a very he's a faithful man. You know, he, he calls people on their birthdays. He does all those little things. He just like remembers stuff. He's He's got a prayer list when he runs that I think is one of the most inspiring things I've ever seen. And, uh, you know, and, and uh, he just uh, he, he traveled around with USA Wrestling for 20 years. He was like the NCAA uh, cultural exchange trip guy. I think it was about 20 trips he took. So he traveled. He knew that's how he knew a lot of the D1 guys that weren't just from Michigan. Like he might be traveling with a group over to Bulgaria or a group over to Turkey or wherever it was. And he might have guys from division one, two, and three. Um, he's the winningest coach ever in division three history, as far as dual meets go. And, uh, you know, he's just, a just a unique, big hearted individual. Um, you know, I, a lot of the stuff we still talk about in our program today are, you know, you always want to build on your culture and you always want to make things that's unique to the team that you have now, but you also want to connect back to the past. That, that's a line running through everybody, regardless of who the coach was. So, you know, suffer to be beautiful and, and, and some of these sayings and big heart wrestling. And, and even the OWC, Olivet Wrestling College, used to like to just stick wrestling in between Olivet and college. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying we're a wrestling college. It's uh, We've won two academic national championships just in the time I've been here. And so the mm-hmm. professor backed off on that. But, you know, just like if you go to uh, – I guess if you go out to University of Michigan and or Michigan State and you're looking, all right, you're going to be an undergrad for your first year, and then you're going to apply to the Anderson School of Business, right? Well, we the OWC is is my classroom is right behind me. It's the Olivet Wrestling College. It's a section of Olivet where we teach a whole different set of lessons over here, and that's <laughs> something that I uh, I got you know when Klein first started that, but it just connected connected back to his history. He's still alive and well. He, he runs every day. He's a great motivation. I see him a lot. Uh, we converse uh, at least a monthly, if not sometimes weekly, but at least monthly we talk and, and meet up in person. And and he affected a lot of lives because he just he uh, a genuine guy who cared about the people and the sport. You know. So yeah, can't say enough good things about him. Uh, Thirteen years you've been at the helm of Olivet. And, and you've done some really great things, had All-Americans. The, the one that I hear the most out of you, like, I'm not saying you're not happy about your kids that qualified for nationals or winning the uh, MIAA championship, but the academic side seems to be the one that really makes that 
fills your cup, so to speak, because you're displaying that athletes can be students first and they can be high level students as shown by their awards in those categories. Yeah. I mean, I mean, even though it's obviously we, even when we point here to our, when I'm in my office, even when I point up at things, I always, you know, we show the, the national qualifiers on one side and then we show our team awards on the other side for our academic awards. And I always say the two things I'm most proud of is here. And we talk about the academic first and, and that's because it is true. It, it's, it's, it's something that all of us can control more of, you know, sports still have a lot of factors, you know, not that school doesn't have a lot of factors too, but you, there's a lot more things you can control and, you know, you get here. And if you, if you control those right things, a lot of people can have success, and especially at a place like Olivet where, you know, they, they, they just seem to be friendly to there's not obstacles they put in the way. Sometimes uh, some people can tell me they feel like it can be a little bit of where you came from or what kind of money you have or whatever that can, that can change some things for, for them in college. But uh, you know, like there, this is a place that definitely people have changed their lives being successful here. So I have a good working relationship with, uh, with my colleagues up on the, on the academic side and, the guys come in and it's just fun. We, we bring in an average GPA of anywhere from, you know, average, you know, if it's 15 guys about our average, we bring in the year between a two, seven, five up to like a two, nine is the average. And usually four or five are honors level students coming out of high school. And I have two or three every year that maybe go to our, through our comma opportunity program or whatever, but our varsity team GPA has Averaged a three three to a three five, and our overall team GPA has averaged above. I think the lowest we hit two nine a couple of years, but above a three point oh with everybody on the team. We're a three two this last year, and I just love that part because it's that's where the success has to be. You're paying a lot of money to go to school. It's an investment in yourself. As I always say, nobody wants to suck at their job. <laughs> you know, nobody wants to suck in their job. So, right. so you got that side. And, and I love that part. And and what I mostly love is to grow. You right. see people getting a better GPA. And that's just one factor. It doesn't mean the GPA is end-all, be-all. But you right. see guys getting a better one in college than they did in high school. Or you see a, a guy who was worried, who was a high-level student. There's another great group that we're with, high-level student who was worried that, man, I'm putting, I'm putting school first, but I love this wrestling. How am I going to maintain my high level with doing those? And they come in and they can do that. And those are huge. You know, you're, you're attacking the two biggest fears and we do it consistently that a high level student can still train at a high level and maintain their grades. And that a a student that is ready for that, that, well, maybe they're not even a reset, but they've started figuring out more, at the end of their career, like a lot of my wrestlers do, like you can build off that high school success and you can go, you can go further here. And I love that part. It just makes me so it, that's the part that's like the, the best. And, and you're right. Sometimes you can weigh out some things and, and not that you don't have to do this. Like I, I don't want to just be satisfied with, you know, like, you know, why can't we hit both of our goals? Right. You know, but, but you also, when you're, when you're looking at your goals, you know, we never want to off balance that if we take too much, you know, why would we take time and, and, and efforts that are going to help us academically if it means, you know, for, for practices or something, 
if it does hurt that in any way. You got to find a different way to do the athletic part to get more of your results right. without taking away from the academic part. And the same thing where those programs are really good and we are really good athletically. I don't want to take away from the athletic part, you know, to, to really it, it hamstring the athletic part with the academic part either, mm -hmm. you know? So, so we're proud of that. We're, I mean, in my 13 years, that's probably been, it, it's gotten better. I've had tons of assistance. Uh, there's been years, you know, that in that there's been years, maybe I was the only one on, you know, most of my time, I've been the only uh, full-time coach here. And, you know, we, we won two national championships. We've been runners up over uh, after all I, we did a, I did a personal study. So for 12 years, if you take the average of how many individual scholar, all Americans we have each year, and you take that average, we lead the country with an average amount of individual scholar, all Americans in our division every year. So it's, uh, it's just cool. That's really cool. That's, that's my favorite. <laughs> my last question for you Brandon a lot of great stuff for those young coaches that are looking to to break in and to be successful what what is some advice you would give to them um first of all you know find everything else that you can about the program the place that you're in if you some most guys happen to know more because it's usually a community that they live in or whatever but but do some digging into it find out exactly where you're at set some realistic goals from that you know goals that are going to push but better realistic and uh you know ultimately because i am about i think i think coaching consistency and coaching is key because it's for young men it's ed coaching is education right consistency and i've heard so many you know good examples of this you know like uh, uh on your podcast listen to jamie you know, her podcast and just about how we want to be there so if you if you want to be there and you're you know if we if you set your goals to attain success without also setting out something that I'm going to still be here after I'd like to still be here after year three, six because younger coaches, that's what they usually dream of is success, but getting some long time, you know, building something. Right. I just think you, you set down goal down for multiple years in front of you and uh, the game of monopoly. That's what you do. <laughs> I always tell people that's my, my overarching philosophy is what pieces do I have on the board? And every time I go around, you know, did we, did we update? Did we put a house on something? Did we get a hotel on a piece that we made? Right. And, and, you know, and that's the other thing is I, you know, there's so you look at it, but sometimes if you're not doing something that you packed, you know, as coaches, we got this choice and it's, it's where it switches as a coach. I'd also give yourself the grace to say this. Sometimes we don't do something if we can't do it 100%, right? right. And that's great. Like, I have to remind myself, too, yes, if we're going to do it, it's going to be at a quality level. Okay. But you can do something at a quality level that is not anywhere near what somebody else's quality. You decide to run a camp like yourself, a hmm. camp. It doesn't matter how many kids are there. If a camp is something that, that you need, 
and it's not as great as everybody else's or whatever. And, but you start it because it's like buying that new piece of property. Give yourself the grace that you don't need to have something and it doesn't go to level A right away. It just goes to, if that's a need that you have, start it and don't compare it to other people's, get it going and build it up. We tend to compare just like we do in sport, get them going. And now when I'm one of the top four guys in the state, I am sometimes there's that competitive nature. Of course, I'm going to compare myself to the number one guy and I'm going to evaluate myself differently on that. But when I first started, you know, when you first start and you're adding these deficient areas, you know, you're just adding them and then you're setting those higher goals where you're competing with others kind of later on, you know, like to have the best camp or to have the most numbers or not that you need those things, but you know, that's, you just do it later on and it doesn't, it doesn't wear you out. So I think monopoly is the way to go. I think you evaluate and you start small and you build on these different areas and you just keep a plan going like that. And every year you're thinking about what's the new one that I got to add or working. If you're not in a new one, where do I update? And, and as a new coach, that has kept me going. That has kept me going for all the, you know, 13 years now. And, you know, and I can go through, I can go through step by step by step of all the different things that we've added in that time that I never even thought I would add. I didn't even know it existed. You right. know, like I never thought we'd have a, a funded, that we would receive a grant from USA Wrestling to have a, 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 a start off with a funded freestyle and Greco program at a Division mm-hmm. three college. Never would have thought that. You know, never would have thought that we'd have Kyle Snyder at our, at our camp when he did one of only two camps a year. You know, that was awesome you know there's just so many things that you know i didn't think that way and uh it just kind of but you started it and then it gets there so that's that's what i'd say is get monopoly going set your <laughs> set your current plan for your current students to get them as best you can but also set your long-term plans be okay with with not saying you know maybe not tackling something in your young young number one because you're tackling these other things but know that they're there and know that you're going to get them going and you'll you'll be able to last for a long time and you'll make huge impact on on people's lives just just huge impacts and i want to end by saying to all those out there that that want to know a little bit it it is my mission field that's why i do this that's why i'm here it's it's my mission field in life and this is the education and uh everybody everybody in education finds a a grade or an age that they love the most. And, and this is the one that I always felt connected to once I did it. And, you know, if this is what you're being called to, to do in coaching, you know, however that calling came, just uh, when you think a bit more of your mission field, it, it really, uh, it helps you stay balanced, helps you stay balanced. So thank uh, you. Coach. Well said, Brandon. Well said. Well, I appreciate your time on here. And uh, always appreciate our friendship and everything else. And best of luck to you this year leading the comments in year 13. Uh, thank you, buddy. Hey, and you can call me anytime you want, Isaiah, for, uh, you know, the stuff at the end here. Uh, call me anytime you want uh, if if you guys – I mean, I don't know if I'll always be able to do it, but if you get into some fun ones where you say you're going to do some of those panels, you know, on like a topic <laughs> or uh, – <laughs> It's funny you mentioned that. We're going to be talking about mentorship and coaching. That's uh, that's what I'm working on. So you will definitely be first on my dial. Awesome. I like that. I know I, I got that from listening to a couple of your others, just that that's going to happen. And I think that's neat. 
So yeah, it would be a lot of fun. All right, Brandon. Well, you take care now. You too, buddy. Later, man. Yep. Thank you for listening to the Coach T Podcast by my dad.